Hey, welcome. My name is Glenn Lundy. Super excited to be launching our new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Can you believe it? That's right. The Breakfast with Champions podcast has finally arrived. This is your opportunity to get motivation, education, and inspiration every single day. And ultimately, your opportunity to get a seat at the table, to be a fly on the wall, to listen in to some conversations between some of the most amazing superhumans from around the planet. We're talking about people that are doing the things you know you can do, that have reached some of those levels you know you can reach. We've got celebrity interviews with people like Tiffany Haddish and Grant Cardone, Lauren Rittiger. We've got specialists in areas like Capital Ventures, right? Or wealth building, wealth management, real estate, all kinds of incredible conversations. And what's amazing about the Breakfast with Champions podcast is you're going to be able to tune in, listen in. They won't even know you're there, right? It's just like you're, you're, you're listening in on all these incredible secrets of some of the most successful humans from all around the world. You know, when we launched Breakfast with Champions, we had no idea of the power that it was gonna have. We had no idea of the collaborations it would create. We had no idea that we'd be able to connect humans from England and Australia and Saigon and America, of course, all together in one room having powerful conversations that elevate everyone in the experience. Listen, if you like these episodes of Breakfast with Champions, do me a huge favor and let us know. We would greatly appreciate it. We pour into this. You're going to get five to six hours of content every single day, Monday through Friday, five days a week. You can keep coming back. So make sure you subscribe to the podcast. We'd appreciate it. Drop your comments, share your thoughts and your reviews. It mean the world to us if you would do that. And in exchange, we promise you that we will always create a space, a safe space where you can come. You're not going to get politics here. It's not going to happen. You'll never see any type of division in here. It's actually exactly the opposite. We have a bunch of different people with different belief systems, different upbringing, different backgrounds. We've got people from all different ethnicities all coming together. But the one thing that we share is everyone in this room shares the same heart. And it is a heart to elevate you, to encourage you, to inspire you, and to help you become the absolute best version of yourself that you can possibly be. So if you would, do us a favor, write those reviews, subscribe to the podcast, tell your friends. We're going to be here, and we hope that you will be too. Enjoy Breakfast with Champions. You'll see there in the notes that you can skip forward. You can move back. If you need to pause it for a minute, you'll now have that opportunity to do so. We do record these daily on Clubhouse. We have a Breakfast with Champions Club there, or you can follow me, Glenn Lundy, if you'd like to see those rooms, if that's an app that you enjoy. You can always come in and tune in live, or of course, just sit back and enjoy right here on the podcast and anywhere your podcast can be found. It is such an honor and a privilege to be able to spend this time with you. I know that there are a trillion places you could have chose to be. You chose to be right here with us on Breakfast with Champions, and that means the world to me, and I absolutely stinking love you for it. So with that said, we are excited to launch the new Breakfast with Champions podcast. Thanks so much. Is I'm actually going to do a live stream on YouTube, and I'm going to give you guys a few nuggets. I have one thing that will blow your mind that's completely related to Clubhouse. I always try to make these segments 
super, super interactive. So first and foremost, let me just drop a link at the very, very top of the screen and I'm gonna give you a rundown of how to interact in this segment. The other thing that I wanna do in the reset is let you know how I've grown so much in the last year thanks to spaces like, oh, sorry, one second. Thanks to spaces like Breakfast with Champions. So a few little tips for you if you're new to Clubhouse. One, have a very dialed in bio. So if you click on my bio, you will see exactly what I do within probably 10 seconds. You'll see that I am in real estate and media. I own prime real estate brokerage, which is going to be the most trusted name in real estate on the planet. We are doing close to half a billion in sales this year. Our team is growing exponentially, but we are not your mom and pops real estate brokerage. We are technology based and we are a platform and a company not a recruitment center. So we're very different than most people in the real estate space. How did I build it? I built it with content creation by doing stuff like this and doing things on Instagram. I've done over a thousand daily videos, tips and tricks, pulling back the curtain on everything that's wrong in the real estate industry. And it's really attracted a lot of business. And Breakfast with Champions and the other spaces on Clubhouse has allowed me to share this stuff with the world. I'm not selling coaching. I don't have time for coaching or mentorship or any of that stuff. I just give it away, but that has attracted the right people. My Instagram doubled since last year. My YouTube channels have grown 90% month on month since I started putting effort into them probably only in May last year. And it's honestly changed my life. So if you click at the link, the very top of the room says failure is not an option. There's a cheesy photo of me crossing my arms that will bring you to my YouTube channel. I am then going to go live in that YouTube channel and I'm going to screen share, but I'm going to keep in mind that not all of you have YouTube at your beck and call. So I will talk you through this entire process so you don't lose any nuggets. One very special thing that I do for Breakfast with Champions is for about a week after I do this live, I'm going to pull down the video from public access, but I leave it unlisted for the Breakfast with Champions family. So you can watch it whenever you want. I talk super fast. So if you want to go back and watch something that I said and Take notes, I will leave it up. I just wanna have some exclusive content for the Breakfast with Champions people. And I, we also do a bunch of other stuff that I'll kind of talk about when I'm going live. So if I go into the YouTube chat as well, this is another way you can grow, is you can actually interact in the chat. You can tell us who you are, you can tell us where you are, and you'll meet other people that are just like you and just like me that are in the chat. And what's really cool about Clubhouse and YouTube and Instagram is they all integrate. You will grow strictly because you're putting in the effort communicating with people on these platforms. So I'm gonna hit go live. And like I said, this is super exclusive content. So sometimes it's messy, sometimes it's clean. And hi, I'm Justin Conigo. So it's 5.30 in the morning in Southwestern Ontario, Canada. I see Kim Walsh Phillips. Girl, you are up early from the West Coast. Her segment's right after mine at 6.15. Let me tell you something, Kim Walsh Phillips is a boss. I spoke at her success fast formula twice. I'm doing some stuff with her in the summertime and I am learning from her and her crew. They're really going to help me level up in a big way. I see Amanda Dahl. She's an absolute killer when it comes to operations. I actually just did a 60 or 30, 60, 90 day onboarding plan with my VA with Amanda and we're implementing it and it is absolute fire. There's Kim Walsh Phillips as well. I see you in the stream. Kate Volman, one of the best newsletters on the planet. I see Kimberly Farr, she's here every day. Dora Maria, she actually is one of the heartbeats and main organs of Breakfast with Champions. You guys don't see things in the back end, but she keeps us all in line and she's doing so much to organize. And I see Derek Bixler, he's a super interesting cat too. Down south, he does extreme sports. He's a real estate agent, but he's just a really good dude. 
um, a lot knows a lot about Google My Business. So if you guys are looking to set up Google My Business, effectively send him a DM. He's an absolute monster. I see you, Sheila. Oh, you're East Coast right now. Okay, sorry, Kim. I thought for some reason you were on the West Coast. But another thing I'm going to do, so let me screen share because I do this every week. And this is one of my favorite things to do. If you're on the YouTube stream, you are going to see a beautiful beach. Now, I love photography. A lot of you may not know that about me. So this beautiful water that looks super smooth, I did that by doing a long exposure and this beach is in Grand Bend, Ontario, Canada, which is where I live. Yes, I am in Canada. Yes, we have world-class beaches. I know that's shocking. It doesn't look like this right now. It's completely frozen. So I said I was gonna blow your mind. Check this out. I am streaming Clubhouse on my computer. So I'm not even using my phone. My phone is off right now. So there's an app right now called Club Deck that you guys can download. So here's the little icon. I can't share the icon. Um, let me see if I can share it here. No. So it's called Club Deck. So what you do is you download the app onto your laptop. It's pretty interesting because all you can do is use it on either your phone or your laptop. So it'll ask you for your phone number, just like when you signed up for Clubhouse. And then you input it and it runs off this. Now I want to try something else. Can somebody unmute and let me know if you can hear me clearly, what they think about Club Deck? Anybody? Sounds great. Sounds really good, really clear, really crisp. Amazing. Can't Everybody. tell the difference. Wow. And can you guys hear each other clearly? Like it's all, all yeah, good? Yeah, sounds great. Yep. What? This is so exciting. Okay. So this was one reason I wanted to do this this way. I had no idea how it was going to work. Today's topic is about failure. Um, I am going to dig into some lessons that I learned through failure. But one reason I wanted to do this kind of on the fly is I'm really trying to figure out a way of how can we make this segment even more interactive and learn more about more people together, right? I thought about, you know, looking at all the different profiles that we have. There's some pretty cool stuff that you can do in Club Deck where you can actually control the stage from this little public room thing on the right-hand side. So it gives you the option to mute everybody. So when you have a hot mic and you don't want to search for it, you just hit this mute everybody button, mute everybody on stage. One second. There you go. Muted everybody except for myself. I can mute myself up here on the right hand. Now I'm unmuted. You can actually do audio effects. So if I wanted to do a voice effect and make myself. Did he mute himself? Yep. Oh, yeah. I think yeah. we lost him. <laughs> Justin, you muted yourself instead of changing your voice. <laughs> he can't hear us. Oh, hear back. Great. <laughs> Justin, you gotta unmute. Send him a text message, someone. He got it. He's got it. Oh. Now he can hear you again. Hold on one second. Oh, gone again. This is cool though. I love the uh, um, desire to iterate and try new things. And this club deck seems amazing, except we don't want him to- Can you hear me out? I'm back in. Yeah, we can hear you. You know. Can All you right. hear us? Let me do this on the fly then. And now we see the beach 
but we still can't hear you. Can you hear me now? Yes. There you are. You're back. Okay. Well, failure is an option, apparently, this early in the morning. It's all good. So this was one of the reasons why I did this, is I wanted to encourage people that sometimes get a little bit concerned about doing... Ah, you're muted again. He can't hear me then. Okay, hold on. I'm going to message him. It's not letting him know right now. So quick tip for you all. Don't press the voice button in Club Deck when you're live in front of a whole bunch of people. <laughs> <laughs> so one reason I love the iteration though and the experimentation and like nobody died or got pregnant. So it was a great time to try it. I love it. That's what I was saying in the back end. So we are actually still live on the stream. So if you want to click to the top, I'm gonna to continue to screen no share. One died. The whole reason can you hear me? Yes. Okay. So the whole reason I did this this morning was to prove exactly what Kim said. I think a lot of people are really scared to start pressing record that it's going to completely destroy them. And if it's not perfect, things are going to go sideways. You just watched in about a minute and 80 seconds how I adapted, opened it back up on my phone. I'm not live streaming the Club Deck app anymore because I clearly need to do a little bit more work with it. But I was able to show you, yeah, nobody died or got pregnant. Um, you know, I was able to show you that I tried something new and I'm trying to figure out a way to make the experience better. Right. I can tell you when you're trying to go live on Clubhouse and YouTube and LinkedIn and Facebook and all those things, too, it can be very, very overwhelming. So that was the second thing I wanted to show you guys super quick this Friday, because a lot of people have been asking me this. I will leave this live stream up for about a week. I use an app called StreamYard and let me just pull up StreamYard and show you the back end super quick so you can understand how this works. For anybody that's on the audio, I will walk you through it. You'll see here, I have a couple upcoming broadcasts set in StreamYard. One interesting thing about this application is when I create a broadcast and I click new broadcast, you'll notice I have my personal Facebook channel, my prime real estate group, my pr prime real estate mastermind, which is a private closed group. So we do a monthly mastermind to investors across North America, practical and tactical, which is just actually a space we created for a little clubhouse room that I run. And we do weekly interviews and all fun stuff in there too. Again, closed group, my personal LinkedIn, personal YouTube, and then prime real estate YouTube. The really cool thing about StreamYard is I can click my personal profile, practical and tactical, my LinkedIn, my YouTube, and I can launch on all of these platforms at the same time. When I would write a title and a description and schedule for later, I could then upload a thumbnail. StreamYard only allows you to actually schedule about seven days in advance, which is kind of annoying, but we do it in a, a scheduling format, which makes sense for our guests. So they get the invites and it ends up in their calendar the week of, I think it makes you schedule seven days ahead of time because that's what Facebook makes you do. Um, but so on and so forth, you can basically customize it for each of your destinations with messages and whatnot. And it makes it very, very easy. And the next thing is once you actually go into StreamYard, and again, I'll walk you through this from an audio perspective because I do want to value the people that aren't on the YouTube stream and walk you guys through what this is like. Oh, sorry, if I enter the actual studio, then I have a whole bunch of extra options, which I'm going to close because I'm actually in a studio here. So now you see I am actually in the studio with everybody. You can see how all of these comments here, Kim Walsh-Villas, Kim Farr, 
Benita Charles. I see you DM. Yeah, it is still super, super early. I see Giles C living in Castle Rock, Colorado. I mentioned at the beginning of this stream that by being on this stream, you are increasing your exposure. You are getting access to my entire audience and you're actually meeting people in the chat, which I think is super, super powerful. And I've got the screen share option down here so I can take you off, put my face back on the stream. I can add the screen share option. If I had a guest, I could change the format of the way that we're actually laid out, which is really cool. You can do a lot of picture and picture stuff very, very quickly. This is also super, super helpful for people that wanna do screen share or live YouTube videos. I think that's a great way for you to get increased exposure without actually having your face front and center all the time, which is why I have this. Another couple quick tips about StreamYard is you can actually go to the, or sorry, go back to the comments. If I'm on Facebook, LinkedIn, and YouTube at the same time, all of my comments actually end up here. So you can actually manage all of your comments in one stream, which is pretty powerful. Then if I go to the banner section and I wanted you to go to justinconical.com slash resources for free resources, this I can actually edit on the fly and have it running as a ticker on the bottom. I can have my Instagram account or anything else that I want, right? You can have banners running throughout the entire show. You can preset these before your show, which is absolutely awesome. From a branding perspective, I have all kinds of stuff here. I have countdowns, intros. If I click the intro, you're gonna see a little intro that I have for the Prime People podcast. I have graphics, so at the end of an episode, instead of just dead air, I have the subscribe screen that pops up. I also have 30 minute or 30 second, one minute, three minute, five minute timers. So a lot of times before I'm doing a live show, what I'll do is set the five minute timer and then I'll actually take my links and I'll share them across all platforms. So I'll go into Facebook, I'll share it to all the groups where it matters. Be very careful not to spam groups that don't care about that type of content. And I think one of the best ways to get engagement is to, when you share, write a thoughtful comment of what problem you're gonna solve, how you're gonna solve it and why it matters to that audience. Not talking about Justin, talking about the problem you are solving and the person that you are bringing to the stage. I think being a little bit less thirsty when it comes to sharing content is very important. And then the background, you can actually change your backgrounds um, on the fly, which is pretty cool. And then on the private chat side of things, if I had a couple guests in here, we can actually have a private chat. One thing I am working on for Breakfast with Champions, which is why you're gonna wanna keep coming to these segments, is working on a way where I can take the StreamYard link and bring on other champions. So one of the reasons I actually A-B tested that Club Deck app today was to see if I could use that app to bring on Kim Walsh Phillips live so we could chop it up. I mean, you could see her face in the morning sometime or TM or Jan or Amanda or Kate or anybody um, that wanted to pop in and scream, screen bomb this segment because I think we're all human beings. We spend a lot of time together but I think it's pretty neat when you can see people face to face and just develop more and more of a relationship. Maybe I got a couple surprise segments coming with some monster guests down the road that you'll definitely want to see their faces. So I am working on that. One more tip for you guys. from Hey listeners, if you enjoy listening to Breakfast with Champions, we can bet you care about your daily routine. Do you want to know the secret to the perfect routine? It's the perfect morning. Glenn has written a free ebook called The Morning Five, five simple steps to an extraordinary morning. If you can transform your morning, you can transform your life. Head on over to themorning5.com to learn more about the five ways you can change the way you start your day. A tech perspective. I'm going to keep screen sharing here for a minute because I want to show you something. A lot of people when it comes to live streaming get stuck on 
well, Justin, your camera's super fancy and you know it looks good and everything else. This doesn't matter, honestly. My camera doesn't matter. It's the content. It the audio matters probably more than anything. This mic probably costs seventy bucks. It's the Rode, I think NT. Um, the Shure MV7 is probably one of the best USB mics you could get. But honestly, Apple, the like wired headphones, these guys are one of the best microphones you could use. The ones that actually plug into your laptop or your phone. They are better than AirPods because they don't pick up ambient noise. They're a closed circuit and they're not picking up the audio from the actual laptop. So a lot of people when they're doing live streams, they'll use AirPods and then the actual audio is coming back from the computer and they get that crazy feedback. One way to fix it is those super cheap Apple AirPod or wired headphones that you got with your old school phone. So look for a pair of those. From a camera perspective, yes, I'm using a fancy camera. No, you do not have to. I wanna be cautious with the next tip I'm gonna give you guys because I think a lot of people get stuck with the gear and it just, it's their excuse for not shooting the content. You could literally use the camera on your laptop. I'm gonna switch my camera really quick. If you're not in the live experience and you're wondering what the heck I'm doing, scroll to the top of the screen, make sure you hit that button to come to my YouTube channel. Make sure you hit that subscription button and that notification button so you don't miss any future episodes. I'm gonna switch my camera on the live. I have no idea what's behind me, but you're about to find out. Ah, there you go. Not as fancy is it, but it still works. You can see the gym behind me. You can see my wall of success where I have people that inspire me while I'm doing my workouts. You can see some awesome books back there that inspire me every day. There is Breathe by Hicks and Gracie. There is Big Money Energy by Ryan Surhans and what is that one called? It is What to Do When It's Your Turn by Seth Godin. Phenomenal book. And then Green Lights by Matthew McConaughey. So all little things that inspire me on a daily basis and keep me on the track. So I'm going to go back to my OBS virtual camera. This is what I want to share with you guys. When you want to step up your game and you don't know how to get a fancy camera stream to your computer, there's a very simple software you can download. And again, I promised I would keep this replay up. This is called OBS for Mac. So OBS is an open broadcast software. Sounds super complicated. It does not have to be. Here's a really simple breakdown on how it works. You load the software, you have to create a scene. So a scene is what you're going to be using on a regular basis. I have two. I have the R5 and the EOS R. They're different cameras depending on if I'm here or I'm at the office. So I should probably rename them office or home, whatever. Once I have it set up, I add a source. So the source is going to be what's feeding into the actual system. So this is the EO, EOS R is my source. And then the only other thing you need to do once you have this all set and it's framed in, it may start like this where it's a little bit smaller. You just want to frame in the shot so it would fill up your screen. And you click start virtual camera. That is literally it. So it's three steps. The software is completely free. If you need any tips on this stuff, there are tons of free videos on YouTube. OBS to me is one of the very best broadcasting softwares that you can use for live streaming. And it's been flawless. I've bought the CamLink 4K card. A lot of people recommend that to take like an HDMI to your computer with a fancy camera. But I find that after time they run into problems, they overheat, they've broken. So I find the OBS software with my camera plugged right in my computer is the best. So let me go back to my screen share here. I had a couple other nuggets for you guys and I do wanna talk about failure really, really quickly. So if I go back to my website, the one thing I wanted to show you guys as well is on my resources page. This is another example of failures is or is not an option. So I told you guys, we give away a lot of free resources, right? 
this is where I failed and I'm going to share it with you guys now, but I'm working on it. So you guys have something to look forward to. I don't sell coaching. I don't have time for mentorship and all those things too. I'm laser focused on branding and sales in my business. That is my moonshot right now. Literally, I realized about a month ago, we are outpacing some of the largest brokerages on the planet in terms of what we're doing for our agents, like per capita. I saw one of the largest brokerages on the planet bragging that they gave away, I think it was 70 million to, or 220 million to their agents globally last year. They put that money back in their pockets. It's actually stock options and some other stuff, but whatever, regardless of that. Per capita, they have 70,000 agents and I looked at per capita how many agents we had we put over 55,000 into each one of our agents pockets last year, which got me super excited, completely on a tangent, but that's why I'm so focused and why I don't do anything else. But this page was something I had to create because of breakfast with champions, because people kept asking me for the PDFs and the slide decks and all the things that we do. Here's an example of a content uh, formula that I did for Kim Walsh Phillips privately. And we wanted a place that we could put it. Well, one thing is if you want to start building a community and be able to give them the information that they want, one really easy way to do that is through your actual mailing list. So we use MailChimp, very simple service to set up. You can set up a audience and then have a link for people to sign up to that audience, or you can integrate that into a sign up form on Squarespace. So we set this website up, this is the Justin Conoco website, which is hilarious because I don't think I'm that cool, but it's pretty funny to have my own website. And this site just tells you kind of who I am, what I do, how I do it. And the reason we actually set up this site, the bio has been helpful because when people ask me to speak and do those types of events, it's been amazing to have a place to actually send them some media stuff that I have and you know different places I've spoken. But really the whole entire reason we created it was for the resources tab. So now when people fill this up, you do show up on my mailing list. I'm very transparent that I am building a mailing list. I also tell people that, you know, the free content we put out, you just take it. I don't need anything from you. It's honestly just for convenience for me. And you can't click on these actual PDFs. There's a content creation guide, which is literally how I create content, how I come up with ideas, how I shoot them and then how I distribute them, the power of time blocking. This is a really old photo of me. Um, how I actually time block and structure my day. And this came because people were asking me, how do you create so much content and run the businesses and everything else? So I'm like, well, I just, I create a framework of a calendar that makes sense to do those things and then try and stick within it. And getting started with YouTube, I brought on some of the best YouTubers on planet earth and chopped it up about YouTube and then boiled that down into a PDF for people and get it, getting started with storytelling um, Kim Walsh Phillips had this Kevin O'Leary on success fast. And he said, storytelling is the future of business. So I brought on Kyle Scott. He was a Purdue, he ran production at NBC for 10 years and he runs digital and is the CEO of certain ventures. He came on and did a fire session on storytelling. So when you fill this out, this will bring you to a Google drive where you can literally download these PDFs. Now we talk about failure is not an option. One thing we're working on now is I'm like trying to ideate how I can set this up in such a way too, where you can sign up for the email list and then just get access to specific PDFs instead of every single one of them. Like if I want to draw the slide deck from last week into today's segment, or say I wanted to boil this presentation down into a PDF and then allow you to just click on this one and get it. I'm still figuring it out, but this is why I wanted to use this segment to show you guys all of this stuff live is the only way I'm going to figure it out is by just pressing record and doing it week after week after week and trying to figure out a way to do it that's more effective than it was last week.
I just realized I had my banner running that entire time. So I took it down. And if anybody is out there and knows how to do those one-off email template, sign up mailing list things, let me know. If not, I'm going to figure it out with the production team and it is coming. If you do want to sign up for the email list, by all means, you can do that. So the next part of my segment that I wanted to cover. After hey, Justin, you, you could there. start, um, you could start showing a QR code in that moment. A QR for, code for the PDF? For, yeah, for your mailing list. Ooh, I like that. And then they would be able to sign up for the mailing list and get a copy of the yeah, PDF. Yeah, right then. Fantastic. So I'm going to clip that right now and I'm going to send that to Theo, my marketing communications officer, because I'm not going to be able to figure that out effectively. So I'm going to delegate it to somebody who can. But if you're at a stage in your business where you can't delegate it to somebody who can, that's okay because you either have time or you have money. And when you have time, that is your resource and you do it until you don't have as much time and you have more money and then you delegate it to somebody who can do it with their time and so on and so forth. And you guys can grow together. So the next part of my segment that I want to talk about today was failure. So yesterday I was blessed to have Mr. Stephen Kuhn on the podcast and you know what I'm going to do. I'm actually going to end the live stream. So I'm not just staring at myself. Nice to see you all in the comments. I see an absolute ton of you here. So nice to meet a whole bunch of you. I'm going to leave this live stream. Battle Marsh. I see you as well too. Linnell Burns, Monica Ricci. You guys are all fire. So nice to see you. But I'm going to live end the broadcast. I will keep the unlisted link live for about a week. Um, if you wanted to shoot me a DM, I feel like I'm going to regret saying that. Maybe you just sign up for the mailing list and I'll send it there. And I'll catch you guys live next week. So I'm going to end this broadcast so I can focus on Clubhouse and talk about the failure section for the last 15 minutes. And I'd like to get a little bit of feedback and just discuss other people's failures and how they've helped them grow over the last couple of years. Um, so they had the Prime People podcast yesterday and my boy Stephen Kuhn came on and I was super excited for that one. Um, Stephen, I don't even know if he's here. I don't think he is, which is even better because I can say all the things I want to say without people think I'm just pumping his tires for no reason. But when I met Stephen, one of very interesting thing about him is he's one of the most introspective people I've met that is very vulnerable in this space and completely willing to share the different iterations of who he has been, right? He shared very impactful stories about his time in Iraq um, yesterday. Almost, dude, almost made me cry. Well, probably did make me cry. TM, do you have some, brother? No, that was no. my accident, Justin. Sorry you're good, that. you're good. Um, so I brought Steven on the podcast really to kind of walk through his journey and he shared it all on the Prime People podcast. But there was one specific story that he shared that really made me think, and it was when he was in the army, if you know Steven now, dude looks like a specimen, like Jackzilla 5000, looks like the dude could run through a brick wall. Um, and he was saying he just, he wasn't super athletic, right? When he went to the army, he's, he was everything but. And it was super interesting to hear him say that. And then even more so, he said when he was in basic training, there was this one section where he had to jump over this wall. And he said when he tried to jump over the wall, he just couldn't do it. It was a 90 degree incline. And he said the drill sergeant, Made him get on the floor, do 10 push-ups. And while he's doing push-ups, the drill sergeant put his boot on his neck and held him down and called him every name in the book that you can possibly imagine. And, you know, arguably whether that was a good thing or a bad thing, you know, you can ask Stephen his thoughts and maybe have a deeper discussion about that. But he said what happened was when that happened, he got so fired up that he jumped up, literally grabbed the top of that wall and scaled that wall. And I stopped him and I said, Stephen, let me ask you something. I said, when you're telling me that story, 
I think of every time in my life where I feel like I've had adversity that I couldn't get over. And I think about what that's done for my growth as a human being. And I said, do you feel like that that drill sergeant signifies the adversity that you've had in your life, whether being a real person or just a situation? And he stopped and you can go back to the episode and watch it. And we have a nice little discourse about it. And I think we all have experienced those things, right? I think hearing that story about Steven makes me sad because he's my friend, right? And I don't want anybody to put the boot on any, any necks of any of my friends, but hearing him jump over that wall gets me super, super excited. And I think about early on in my career, if I shared a couple of failures that I've had openly and how they've changed my career, I can tell you at the time, I didn't think they would. And I've got a list of a few of them that I'm going to share. And then I'm going to hot mic it and start throwing it around and ask my favorite question to ask some random people. So make sure your fingers are ready about how failure has changed your life. But I remember when I was getting into new home construction, um, one of my earlier builders was one of the largest builders in Ontario, very deep pockets, internationally known, um, lots of projects coming down the pipeline. And I got a project with uh, 120 homes. And we listed the first 39. Their project was completely stalled. They weren't seeing sales. Um, they were frustrated with their current situation. So I came in, showed them what our marketing machine could do. And what I had built generates five to 10 times the leads as MLS. My little little old company is generating five to 10 the leads as MLS actually is. And I can back that up with data. We signed on the project and I told them very clearly, I'm not an employee. A lot of times when you work for a builder, you become their employee. They just want somebody that takes all the phone calls and essentially it's just an extension of themselves. We partner with our builders because we're building a brand and our brand stands for something, right? So we are very cautious about who we align ourselves with, so on and so forth, and how we do projects. And we do need a certain amount of autonomy to be able to brand and impact projects effectively because it's a long game for us. Like we, we look at it as 60 to 90 days of repositioning a site, um, you know, really helping the builder with their brand positioning, extrapolating that through our platform and then helping them kind of build their own. So long story short, we went in, got a whole bunch of traction on the site, started crushing sales. And while this was happening, two things happened. One, they brought in a new site supervisor who was nasty. So a site supervisor on a new build site, basically his job is to make sure everything gets built um, and everything happens the way it's supposed to. He's, he's essentially the project manager, boots on the ground. This guy decided he was going to be very involved in the sales side of things and take that autonomy autonomy away from my team that were boots on the ground. And the way that I typically work sites is I'll have a designated team that works that site with me. I'll be at the site twice a week. We're having our weekly meetings going over everything on a super high level, but just making sure the pricing, the marketing and the sales are all super, super dialed in. Right. So we have a system. And another thing that happened was the builder decided that they thought, you know, the project that they were going to bring just outside of the city would make sense to pit me against another sales team and, and make it Lord of the flies for real estate. And that is the worst thing you can do as a seller in any situation, because if you get two brokerages that don't align on a project, you're going to have very conflicting sales messaging going out to the public. The other problem is you're actually going to cannibalize your own business because think about it. They just want to get the sales done. Right. And if you definitely align yourself with two completely different types of sales teams and the ethics don't match up, what's going to happen is the least ethical team is going to do things that is really going to hurt the long term growth of the project. And just like that old adage and story where you got two people complaining over 
owning something and the judge says, well, we'll cut it in half and give you each half. One person says, well, no, I'd rather the other person have it because it's going to hurt the thing in the end. And the judge ends up giving it to the person that was willing to let it go. Same ethics apply to real estate projects. But then a third thing happened. I walked into my office one day and one of my sales teams, a female came up to me and said that that site supervisor walked into the model home one day and was ultra disrespectful to her. Um, just, yeah, she pretty much started crying in my office. So when I sat there and I thought about what my company stands for, I thought about, well, we're, we're about people over profits, right? Like that's what we say we are, our founding principle, our founding principle that's on my website is do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather in humility, value others above yourself. That is the North Star of Prime. And she's sitting in my office crying because she was disrespected and something that shouldn't have happened in my industry. Pull up my email. I emailed not the site manager, not the person that was managing our area of Southwestern Ontario. I went straight to the principal of the entire organization and I emailed her and I said, thank you so much for the opportunity. I appreciate everything you guys have done for us. I'd like a meeting with you because I'm going to be releasing the project. Got a meeting with her right away. Met with her, a very nice lady. Um, she, you know, one of those situations where sometimes you can have a lot of people in charge, which actually is detrimental to the organization. But I drove to Mississauga, sat down and had a conversation with her. And I basically told her that we weren't interested in working the site anymore. And it came down to a few key factors. One, the, the most important without a doubt was my team member being disrespected by the site supervisor. And I, I, I told her what she needed to do to fix the situation. And, you know, they weren't willing to change it. So I said, you know, if, if that's going to be the stance, I'm not willing to continue working the site. Yes, we are leaving millions of dollars on the table. Yes, as a real estate agent in the back of your mind, you're like, well, if I lose 120 homes, what's the perception of me going to be in the industry? People are going to think I got fired from the site. They won't, they won't ever know that I quit. And just, you know, the, the future business that you get from building sites like that, like it can change somebody's career. When she, she asked me, I'm not going to use the word beg, but she's like, what can we do to keep you on the site? I told her it's not necessarily about anything that you can do from an incentivization perspective. It's not the best thing for you as a client, like cannibalizing your own sales. A, I'm not willing to do that because it's going to hurt my brand equity to be aligned with another brand that doesn't line up with my ethics. And then B, that, that people over profits thing is just how I run my company. And I said, you know, there's going to be opportunities for us in the future, I'm sure over and beyond this. You know, potentially if things line up again, I'm never going to close the door to opportunity. But for now, I am closing the door because I'm building something, you're building something, and it's not serving, you know, our interests as a partnership to continue doing this together. And I ended that relationship. And it was one of those things at the time where when I say it's a failure, I don't think it is. Because when I think about the drill sergeant with the boot on the neck of Stephen Kuhn, I felt like that from a pressure perspective in terms of like the mind worms that you get thinking all these things that people are going to say about you or how it's going to affect you negatively. I think that's the enemy. Like I actually think the devil's down there planting these lies in my head to try and get me to make a different decision. When I go back to my core foundation and my principles that I built my brokerage on in my life, there's no real question because I asked myself the question like, well, that's the answer. Fast forward a couple years, I'm at a dinner party 
at a very influential person's house. I probably the top land developer in our entire area. And we're just having a casual conversation about some site acquisitions and stuff we're doing for them. And the one gentleman turns to me and says, you know, a couple of years ago, you represented this one site. And he's like, I was really surprised about that. And I was like, oh, how so? He's like, well, just, you know, in, in, in our world, everybody has a reputation, right? And he's like, I was really just surprised to see that you guys were aligned on that project just because of the background of that project and the people that were involved. And long story short, the relationship that I forged with those people because I decided to align myself with the right people and he had heard the story of how I stood by my staff member has led to quite possibly the biggest shift and business growth that I've had in my entire career because when you don't know people Boom. Are watching, yeah you may like you just don't know people are watching right Kim like sometimes especially in your world I bet you with the, all the characters that you work with you never really know who's watching or what connections are being made in the background. Do you, Kim? No, I don't. I don't know who's watching. I don't know who's going, who knows who. I don't know who's related to who, who's in a project with who, who's divorcing who. And so <clears throat> my rule is I always behave as though that moment is going to be shown on the Today Show as in national television. If you do that, then you never have to worry how you behave. And if you never lie, you can always remember what you said. Super easy principles to live by. Amen to that. So I'm going to do a fire round. How's failure shaped your life, Kim? Incredibly so. God um, trims branches off my tree so that I can grow more when I'm not willing to do so. So each time that occurs, I either learn how to do it better the next time or I learn that I'm supposed to turn a bit to the right or to the left in order to reach my destination. I'm super thankful of the times that I failed and super grateful in the way that um, I've gotten the opportunity to look at life, which is nothing happens to me, everything happens for me. I love that. I want everybody that's here to listen to what she just said too. If you're experiencing any type of failure in your life, it is helping you grow. TM, my brother, how has failure helped shape your life? You know, man, I mean, it's about the lessons, right? Um, it's about really being open. I mean, it. it Man, I mean, Kim Kim just said uh, it. it's about growth, right? I mean, but for me, it, it's about really aligning yourself, knowing that, you know, you don't have to always get it right. You know, there's people on the sideline uh, willing to help you when you're willing to help yourself, uh, right? And so, yeah, man, I mean, it, it's the lessons for me and, and the mindset shift. I mean, I remember one uh, situation specifically where, you know, I got called out in a corporate environment um, be because of, you know, what will be perceived as aggression, right? Um, but it was really passion. And it took, um, you know, me to go through a whole scenario, right, of, of embarrassment, right? And it, it, it's really the embarrassment that makes us feel like we failed. But I got a huge lesson out of that. And, you know, uh, Justin, the word for me is humility, right? I mean, we, we got to have a certain level of humility as we're growing. And so a uh, great question, man, I'm just going to say, like, I, I bowed down to you this morning. I mean, you took us from uh, software recommendations to, you know, technology execution in real time live. Right. And then you're rounding it out with leadership. Right. I mean, that story about standing up for your employee, man, I heard somebody say, boom, and that was air horn worthy. I mean, j just really all praise to you this morning, man. Excellent session.
I love you, man. And honestly, yeah, I, I could see that, right? The passion that you have really does come through. And I think it's just that relationship building and knowing that it's coming from a good place. I'm going to do two more people. And then we got to go over to Kim Walsh. Phillips, one of my favorite segments. Amanda Dahl, how has failure shaped your life, my friend? Oh my goodness, such a great question. Uh, you know, quite honestly, it completely changed me. 10 years ago, uh, you know, I'm from a, a small town in the deep south and we didn't talk about failure. We don't air our dirty laundry. Everything is picture perfect. You only talk about what you're good at. And it was this whole just this whole facade, <clears throat> excuse me, and I didn't realize how damaging that was for me until I really failed the first time and it broke me almost to my core. And now the way that I perceive failure is almost like that's the first thing I look for. How quickly can I fail so that I can get on to succeed? And it has completely changed who I am. It has allowed me to be a vulnerable individual, a transparent individual, and it's really allowed me to thrive where 10 years ago, it almost broke me to my core. So completely different person. I love you. I love everything that you stand for. Thank you this morning. I appreciate you so much. I have seen you grow so much in the last year because of that willingness to look fear in the face, right? Fear is a liar. You wanna get pumped up, download Zach Williams, fear is a liar. I had the top off my Bronco yesterday, just screaming it as I was driving down the highway because fear will try and put lies into your head. I promise you that. One more. Then we go to Kim Walsh Phillips, Dora Maria. I'd love to know how, how failure has changed your life. Wow, that is a, a very loaded question in my life. Um, for me, it's uh, just taken me on a different journey than I thought I would be on when I started my educational career, but also my career path. And it's uh, lent itself actually to ha me having such an eclectic background that it's led me to be just talented in different areas that has helped me in my current space. So some of the things that I thought I was doing wrong, it was just a learning experience, which was great. I just didn't know I was learning at the time. So it's kind of put me in this path of, of growth and learning, and it's put me in the space I am now with the skill sets that I needed. So it kind of worked out. I know the vibe, especially when I try to run club deck and then change my voice to the Incredible Hulk and it messes up the entire live stream. But I appreciate you all. Kim Walsh Phillips, let's go. I am here for your segment. I'm going to get my popcorn. You ready for this? <laughs> so good. Oh my gosh. Okay. Before we just applaud for Justin, can I have a couple of you unmute your mic and just share your number one takeaway from this segment? Because I thought it was so good this morning. So TM, you said you thought it was complete fire. What was one of your takeaways from this segment this morning? Well, you know, I'll tell you, Kim, I have uh, followed the recommendation of StreamYard from Justin and Tamara. And so actually seeing him walk through that, uh, you know, I was really, really into it. But I'll tell you for real, it wasn't just StreamYard for me. It was really the call out about how he discontinued that relationship on behalf of his employee. That's leadership. That was that was my main takeaway, although StreamYard was my favorite. Yeah, so good. Okay, one more takeaway. Unmute your mic and share a takeaway from a segment. I was gonna say the same thing, TM. And I just appreciate when Justin is just so vulnerable, he goes through and he's like, oh, it's not working. Okay, but this is how we fix it, right? And this is what we check. So it's giving us permission to also to fail forward and to, to dive into the space. Because I think 
I, I was one of those club deck users that used it once or twice and I kept messing up the volume. And I was like, this is not a good user experience. I haven't used it since. And now you've opened my eyes like, hey, maybe I should try it again. So that's my main thing. And to stay so cool when things don't work. Like nobody can be as cool as he was with something. Seriously. <laughs> it's because I so fail good. a lot. Sorry. <laughs> no, it's okay. I was going to say, Justin, you just got some audio that you should clip um, when you get the replay of this. And that would be good, great for um, a sizzle reel. Um, I was getting you some sizzle reel testimonial there. Uh, that would be great for talking about. Just he's so cool, even under pressure, says TM in the big font up on the screen. Ah, You're such a ninja at what you do. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you for joining us on Breakfast with Champions. If you want to catch the live version, you can follow us on Clubhouse and listen from 5 a.m. to 11 a.m. Eastern Time, Monday through Friday, Saturday 6 to noon, and Sundays with our 111 Sunday service. Make sure you're keeping up with Breakfast with Champions and getting yourself a seat at the table.